Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Good evening and welcome to Lauren's Saturday Night Talk Show. Um, before we begin, just a few reminders. If you've called in, you notice that you've been muted. Whenever I'm in interview mode or personal commentary, uh, callers are always muted. At the commence, just go ahead and star two. It raises your hand, and I'll uh, go ahead and open you up uh, for questions and comments. If you are co connecting via chat, uh, it's always open, the chat room. You're more than welcome to chat among yourselves. Uh, all opinions, comments of my guests, they don't necessarily reflect my own but with any and all communication forms, there's much to learn and much to gain. And I do believe, everyone, that's how we grow. Uh, brief announcement, I'm sad to say our mystery speaker has fell uh, a bit um, ill because of the uh, targeting we endure. And I hope to get a firm um, yay or nay Tuesday. So Wednesday when we're on, I'll let you know if we have a speaker that night contacting many of you. I have your uh, emails or your cell phone. So I hope we'll have that tonight. It's the round table in which uh, we're going to have an open call. So just, uh, you know, we always say stand by and I'll open you up. Let me go ahead and um, set tonight's um, topic and we'll begin. So it's going to be an open call and that's always nice as well, guys. So now, further ado, let's go ahead and get the show on the road. Good evening. Welcome to Lauren's Talk Show. Saturday, September 15th, 2018. New Jack targeted individual. Who am I? Who are you? Many of us are from the mega large city. Did you know? In our community, we were about 80% college degreed and higher. Our backing does not matter. We understand how the world works and human behavior. Our women have attitude. Our men have swag. What can I say? We're from the city. But, like all, we've been tagged to be targeted. Targeting looks to me looks like a Ferris wheel. Except many groups think it's just this ride you're sitting on. In the essence, the seat. But you see, it's all connected. What you're sitting on may be directed energy weapon. Another organized stalking. But the wheel still turns. Satanic ritual abuse. Antitrust fraud. Elder abuse. Organ trafficking, sex, slavery, trafficking, and it goes on and on and on. Tonight, let's connect all of these seats. Get on this ride with me. 
Welcome and good evening to tonight's Thinker Roundtable. An open call. Open your mind. Let wisdom flow. Good evening. I'm your moderator. My name is Lauren. Welcome, everyone. We're going to go ahead and unmute all. Having an open call. Um, everyone to be heard. Recording's going on, and EW is hanging out in the chat. Good evening, EW, and welcome. We have an open call tonight. A lot is happening. Um, much to share throughout our community. Uh, I've been told um, there may be some media interviews or coverage. Uh, we wish them the best. I'm always so worried because our our dilemma, our group, our community is always uh, deemed in a uh, bad manner. I think many of you remember those um, that video that Vice did. <laughs> Terrible how they made a sound. I, but I hope that with the momentum, things will change. And just like that New York Times article, that expert said that it was definitely microwaves that hurt those people and diplomats, Cuba and uh, China. So let's hope that this mainstream-owned media will get on board and start uh, doing some real Walter Rinchel news, okay, instead of what's, what they're doing right now. Um, I hope to have a call and speaker Wednesday. As many of you know, I've got to pack and clear things. So um, it looks pretty much as if, in my mind, the 20th may be the last call that I can do until I can, uh, again, pack safely, load, busy with my sisters, see how they're doing. I'm apprehensive because as if I'm leaving somewhere sort of, you know, stable, guys, and going into another state uh, in the status of homelessness. But um, I really don't know what I'm facing, to be honest with you. But uh decision's been made, and, you know, that's kind of life before even before the targeting. We make decisions all the time. We hope that we hope they work out best, but we must be prepared if they don't. But like I've always said, make a decision. Take the power, make a decision, or one will be made for you. Take the power and make the decision. If it's bust or whack or whatever, you know, I'll regret it, but I don't think I'll miss the winters. I don't think I'll miss the the perping and the in my opinion, non-progressiveness of healthcare here. I don't know what the status of California is now. It was one of the richest states and it was medically um, very, very, you know, happening. You know what I'm saying? But but I don't know. It's been over five years since I've been there, so I don't know. But anyway, open call tonight and um, there are a lot of topics on their mind. If some of you know or have heard yet, I'd love to hear the interviews that allegedly some people in the community. I'm very uh, happy that the mainstream is picking this up, or many of you, uh, with all these things coming out, the billboards, et cetera, do some of you even feel that um, the scales are now weighing in our favor? And that would be pretty terrific. It really would be. So, I hope. And. Um, Come back more positive than ever. Uh, I wish them well, although um, 
you know, we just don't know where things are. I don't know enough yet to, or maybe I'm just too tired, um, so much to do to even ponder on that at this moment. But um, any type of exposure for our cause will help. So I'm not on that. Um, and I want to continue, hopefully when I get somewhat stable, stable as I can get in California, pick up the fall series regardless because we've got to, um, you guys keep discussing um, where we're headed with this Ferris wheel of all these crimes and criminality. They're still occurring, you know what I mean? And um, I just hope we can just press on and something just, I feel this whole system is held up by a house of cards. It wouldn't take much to knock it down. However, I don't know what, which way would knock it down the best. You know, with all that's going on, they're going to protect us with their life, unfortunately. So, but I don't understand. And also elaborate sometimes. Uh, it's a good question also this evening. Um, what issues or topics do you feel that are still not being addressed or not heard? Simply it's a Saturday evening and we could be all tired. There's so much to cover in this vast program. So much is going on. And also with the fall, if any of you feel interested and you would like to be a guest speaker and things that you'd like uh, the community to be knowledgeable on, please let me know. I'd be more than happy to have you uh, on the call as speaker. I love that. For a testimony or issues you'd like to get off, it sounds fantastic. Uh, definitely, even within our own circle, um, to extend to others, uh, invite them to the call. I like to grow. I'm working feverishly on Facebook and Twitter to really build up our cause. Maybe things might even work out better moving to California. I don't know. But moving through other venues to build and grow. I'm sure most of you know uh, with the slander uh, remark, I've now been accused of being, you know, of all the things. Let me get it right. I'm a drunk, perp, and now I'm a racist. I can guarantee all of you listening to my voice, I'm none of those things. Actually, none of those things. I, you know, what I mean, I guess I feel if you're going to slander me, make it somewhat, you know, truth in it. All of these are lies, and I've been attacked rather perpy, to be honest with you. That's very um, bad as well. But uh, we are living spiritually in the last days, and many will become very hostile, antagonistic, murderous to truth or various opinions or your own mind, independent thinking. They all fall under that M umbrella. And people really want you to fall in line like all oh, be a good little slave sheep and obey and drink the Kool-Aid. Um, and that's not necessarily so. We, we, Our brains still move, everyone. We have the God-given right to have our own theories and opinions. So, please go ahead and anyone wish to have the floor. It is absolutely yours. Go right ahead. 
Maybe we can open up star two, maybe. Okay. Hi, Laura. Hi. Oh, this is Deb from Wisconsin. One thing hi, Deb. Hi. I've noticed that a lot of people are like, actually, I think, like mind controlled. And they don't oh, wow. have a clue as to what they're doing or saying. And I've noticed on some of the calls that you, I mean, you really got to watch. I mean, it's kind of, I mean, it's interesting, but you can see how they are, you know, controlling people, and they don't even realize it. You know, and one thing STIs really have to be careful of is to catch Mm -hmm. those um, thoughts that don't belong there before you react to them. And that's a tough thing to do, you know? Oh, yes, it is. But it is doable, and I think that's one of the things that they're using to slow us down and getting it out there is mind controlling and getting the infighting going on, you know, and turning, possibly turning some TIs into perps. You know what I mean? You mean the mind control can work so well, Deb, that it can even turn a TI into a perp, but yet the TI doesn't think they're a perp or don't realize they're a perp? Yeah. That's all. I mean that's what I mean that's what it seems like to me. You know? Mm-hmm. From listening to a lot of the different calls and all that. Oh my god. So, you know, um, like people that are normally not um, you know, that are normally pretty much even tempered and and don't go off, they do something to them and make them go off easily and that in turn, it kind of has a snowball effect on the rest of the group because they go off, they say shit, and then it sets others off. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, like a chain reaction sort of. Yes, I've been one of right. them. I think I've been guilty of that myself. And, and you know, when we really turn on each other, um, that we can really hurt people very much. You know that? Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh. The, the, the damage that they, that results in that, the damage, you know, that they're not even aware of. People, they hurt people very much. Right, right. And the most, I think a lot of, in a lot of situations, people aren't aware of what's happening to them. Yeah, if they look back at it later, they go, oh, oops, you know. But that's something we have to be extremely, I mean, even especially, I mean, me, myself, I've noticed that I have to be extremely careful of, you know, where did this thought come from and this kind of thing and before I open my mouth, you know? I know, I do, I do, I understand. Guys, we also have to just be, you know, how I need to say it, we got to be, like you just said, pause a little bit and I'm going to work on that, you guys, myself because I'm going to work and pray on my temper. I have a temper and I need to really check that, you know what I'm saying? I really do, you know? Um, 
because they can trigger you. You know, it's the perp move, trigger you to act that way, and then that, that, then comes the slander. You see what I mean? She's temper. And, uh, but then the other titles, I am not. You know what I'm saying? You know, no, I'm not a perp, but definitely I don't drink. I have diabetes, guys. I can't drink, okay? Oh. And I'm a race. I said, oh, it's horrible. No, I'm not that either. Oh, wow. No, so, uh, well, actually, those yeah, that's not it. Those are all, you know, accusatory. They're far from really what I am. Again, if you're going to slander me, have, you know what I mean, call me abrasive, and that I can sort of nod with that. Yeah, but the other three, no, that doesn't really fit me. So it's kind of stupid, you know. You know, yeah. but we are in the last. Yeah. Yeah, we have to learn to differentiate between our thoughts and thoughts that are put there or words Spar- that are put there, however you want to. But also. Mm-hmm. There's some things that, you know, if people are saying shit, sometimes you just got to be like the duck with water and just let it roll off your back and kind of not give it any attention. Uh, power. Just that, it, yeah. Not that, you know, uh, yeah. you know, if they want to be stupid and say that, okay, that's their issue, not really mine because, you know, they're the ones saying it. And the proof yes, is that you're not those things. No, I'm not. No, no. No, I'm not. I think it's, I'm uh, uh, feeling hurt, hurt at the situation, but you know, thicker skinned, and uh, uh, in a few days I've got to, you know, be busy to move. So, you know, sometimes we, we, things that we have to do, you know, how to, uh, you can distance yourself, you know what I mean? Because you got to take care of things. So that helps right. to, you know, the word, that helps to sort of uh, quell the whole situation. I'm, you know, very preoccupied. You know, yeah, and just take a take a breather from from all of it. Have you noticed that? Just don't be caught up in the uh, mix of the nonsense. It's, you know, right. Sometimes it definitely does help to step back and just put a little distance there. It yes, it is. It's very important. But uh, what Deb just shared is very true. If they, I don't know if they, I don't know if they're sending it through the phone. You know what I'm saying on talk through or the different venues. Or how they do it, infusing this mind control. But uh, that's a very good suggestion to stop and ask yourself: Is that my real, real thought, or is that something someone's implanting? You know. And that's hard sometimes to uh, figure out and to fight that. Yeah. I guess just just delay it, everybody, and you know what I mean. Quell the situation. Best way to quell any situation, everyone, is silence. It is true, you know. Besides that, it's really not worth it because it stops in the way of progress and growth and other ideals. We've got so many true positive ideals, new information uh, that we're bringing, valuable. And and then the thing is what I feel with everyone. I'm not really, I'm not also a competitive nor jealous woman. I feel I'm just as good as anyone else and whatever I will share, I find uh, a value in it and I want to present it. That's really what I, you know what I mean? That's really my thing. You know what I'm saying? And we're just going to keep on going and moving and growing. You know what I'm saying? Because mind control or not, there are people and factions in this community that completely sabotage a person. I think there's a there's an edge of cruelty, and I don't know if that's my control or or you know what I mean. You know the old saying is kind of already in you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
I've learned the hard way. People that are targeted all the time are not genuine, loving people. You know what I'm trying to say? They're just people. That's a good way to put it. You know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, we're still, I mean, we're targeted, but we're just people. You know what I mean? I think I, at one point, had a dreamy, like, uh, belief system that all targeted individuals are truly beautiful, wonderful people. I was wrong. There is people. They're still just people at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And none of us are perfect. You know, none of us are perfect. Just people, man. Okay? With all faults and, and, you know, fragilities, you know, and defectiveness. All of them, including me. You know what I mean? Good, bad, and ugly. It is what it is. So I think I've dropped that. And, um, you know, Sometimes in the face of any type of adversity, you guys, it will make you stronger. You'd be surprised, you know? Oh, yeah. If it don't but, kill you, um, it'll make you stronger. <laughs> I well, I think so. I think sometime in this group, they wanted to kill me. You're murderous, okay? Murderous. But I will continue to work on it. And uh, I saw it about a year ago, and I am ashamed that I didn't step to this a little differently. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Um, as I feel the propellant for money in this community is, is trafficking. I really think that's how they're making money with the perps and stuff. I do feel with our, the victims, the TIs, um, we can't really get it together until we move the spirit of idolatry out of our community where we come more honorable and with truth. I can love you like a human being. You're my friend. But if you're wrong, be a friend and call someone on that. You know what I mean? Because when we get into idolatry, we get into favoritism. And uh, what I am now uh, have been the victim, and I am, of this slander campaign. I want you guys to understand spiritually why God hates idolatry. Listen to me really carefully as he quoted in the Bible. It is of a murderous demon. He knows that. When you idolize someone, many people will kill in order to protect that word. He hates it. He despises idolatry. The worst. We think it's lust or greed. No, idolatry. If you are so much wowed and, and possessed to make someone, you know what I mean, you're their fan, you'll do and say just about anything and kissing any type of concern to the wind. It is an immoral and a dishonorable spirit. So I want all of us to watch that. I'm I'm plagued with other things, but unfortunately not quite that. But uh, lesson learned and um, move on to and meet. Uh, God sometimes lets a window close, you see, for a better window to open. He's trying to tell me and I'm going to follow him. I don't want you around that, that type of group. I, I got something, you know what I mean? Sometimes you have to listen sometimes to what God is telling you. I got, lose that because I got something better for you. And that's how it is. How many of us said goodbye to a relationship only for the door to be open to a better relationship? How many of us quit a job only to find what? A better job. You know what I'm saying? He has something greater and better for us. He really does. But we've got to let go. You know what I'm saying? So he can do his miracles for us. And I'm glad you mentioned that, Deb, the, the mind control, and all of you be weary of that, too, the mind control in the community. It can be, you know, a really bad scene. 
But um, I yeah, think that was just uh, on the call. But I also see it in the family dynamics of how they try to divide families and and play each other. Yeah, yeah. And so I mean, you know, kind of. I mean, it's a weird kind of learning experience. If I want, I mean, that's Mm -hmm. the only thing I can really call it. But it's like they try to bring out the worst in everybody with whatever frequencies or whatever they're putting out there. And you have to not fall into that trap. Yes, we do. We have to full. We do because guys, we have to put on the full armor, not only spiritually, emotionally, intellectually. We are fighting. We're in the nest of the beast, you guys, and it has no sympathy for us. And please, whatever we do, don't uh, the powers that be don't try to lash out. I think we've heard it in the many years I've been targeted. They truly want us either in jail, the crazy house, or dead. You know what I mean? If if we feel because you, where you live is free, freedom, I know we're in an electronic dog pound, but this is the closest thing to freedom as a TI as we're going to get. I think we'd be better in our domicile where we live as opposed to, you know, these other crazy house or jail. You know what I'm saying? Oh, we're definitely a lot better in what, than any of those places. Exactly, exactly. Because I understand the slavery that we're involved in just being TIs alone. I get that. Well, I'm sure all of you would not choose the crazy house or 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 the jail. And even a few days ago when, you know, we had the interview with Scott, he was expressing, and I can't believe a lot of them that he tried to help. T.I.'s wanted to, you guys wanted to go back to the nut house. That is so odd. Yeah, I don't get that at yeah. all. I don't, I didn't either. I didn't understand. Felt safety, you guys, think about that, in the nut house. You know what I'm saying? Because, well, no, you know, it's, this is about as close to freedom as we can get. And I think, you know, hold or cherish any type of, you know, I mean, shelter that you can have. Do the best do the best you possibly can. That's all I can really say. Shit ain't perfect. And, and it shit ain't right. But, you know what I'm saying? One step at a time. is That's kind of all we have, guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. We just don't, you know, you know, we're trying to do the, yeah, the best that we, you know, possibly can. I know stuff ain't right, you know. We're just trying to do the best that we possibly can. And I am going to watch that myself, Deb. I mean, I see the um, problems. <laughs> and I probably make problems for myself, you guys. I may, I'm a mess. Make problems still. But I did get floored and hurt, and nobody considered my feelings. You know what I mean? I don't know about, well, I don't know about vengeful. But I do have issues with forgiveness. You know, it's hard for me to forgive when you dog me out. You know what I'm saying? And then turn oh, around yeah, and, and you know what I mean. Yeah. So I have issues with, I don't think I'm vengeful or you're vindictive. Come back at you. No, it ain't that. But I do have issues in myself about forgiveness, <laughs> okay? <laughs> you know, and and like the whole thing, um, everybody is not who they are. Use your discernment. Uh, uh, you know, that's also part of mind control, too. If we get with it, they don't want us to think now. They think that, you know, we're supposed to listen to everything, crazy things someone said, you know? Yeah. So, you know, thinking is the hardest thing, everyone, to get to. Because they want to keep us, um, well, they want to keep us on a kind of an emotional roller coaster, if you know what I mean. Oh. 
Exactly, and I do think the system, to a certain extent, feeds off of any negativity it can produce. Not that you shouldn't look at the thing realistically, but if it's a false feeling, you know, you got to kind of kick it, you know? How do you kick it, you think? Yeah. Uh, what's or what's one of your countermeasures that you that has worked? Well, I try to like <clears throat> okay. Every day I, I don't remember my dreams but I wake up and I'm totally freaked out and like depressed and just you know you know what I mean. And so you yeah. try to focus on something that's good. You know, I got the dogs and the birds, and I try to focus on them or focus on the wildlife outside or something like that to change that mindset. I mean, they don't always work, but, you know, you do do the best you can. You know, you find one thing, oh, the sun came up today. I mean, you know, it's another day kind of thing. Survived another one, you know. That sort of thing. I do. I do, actually. And then we all have to just, you know, especially when they try to, you know, tear up and stuff the family, just know that the love and loyalty outweighs the the program they're trying to do. You know what I'm saying? Because, uh, you know, no matter how upset we can be, you know what I mean, a lot of us uh, love and are loyal to our families. And trust me, I don't think this program can really break that bond. It tries to, but I don't think it really can. You know what I'm saying? I hope it doesn't. Yeah, it kind of depends on how much damage they do. But, you know, keep your family out of the nut house, I can tell you that much because their chemicals will turn them. That, that uh, they're doing a lot. I think uh, you're right about that, yeah. And you, do you think the chemicals, once they get into our body, they'll ne- they never really leave? Well, I know that with the situation with my ex, um, mm-hmm. they changed his personality completely opposite of what he was. He wasn't, it was, I mean, it was like he was a totally different person. You know, he went from loving the animals and me and being good to us to being nothing but mean and evil. And, I mean, we were set for killing each other. You know what I mean? That's why he's wow. now. So, <clears throat> I mean, they like nothing more than to set up the murder-suicide things. You know what I mean? Exactly, so, and that's usually and they yeah. And from what you I've heard through a mutual friend, that even after their medications were off, he's still the same way with the lies and the, you know, all that kind of stuff. So sometimes it's not reversible. Wow, horrible. That's horrible. Oh my God. Do you did it um did it shock you how thorough this technology can be to really take a human being and completely change the fabric of, of their personality, completely three eighty? Oh yeah. Yeah, it was definitely a shock. It still is a shock to me, you know? 
Would your ex ever show vectors of what he used to be? You know what I mean? Um, well, I haven't talked to him in, oh, let's see, about two years now. But um, mm-hmm. I think that they turned him completely from what another a mutual friend that had talked to him said, you know. You know what? This technology is new. Hmm. You know what? It makes me wonder: Is this technology the causation of all aches and woes of the world? Because I have a feeling it is. Well, I kind of, I kind of am definitely inclined to agree with you. See, because that's and making everything Um. worse where they could use the technology to make things good, they're using it in the opposite manner. Because it makes me wonder, guys, sometimes, you know, with our people in head places and stuff, are they mind control too? You know what I'm trying to say? Is that why we don't get no help? Yeah, I'm kind of doing that. Yeah, it's our our government, or shall I say government heads. Are they mind control? You know what I'm saying? So, you I know, things I don't even make a bit of a mark. I, do, I think so, because things just seem so, so crazy, actually. The, the things that they come up with, the issues, where people that are being tortured, begging for help, and you know what I mean? And they want to turn it all around if they talk to us. They want to. That's why I'm worried about these interviews, guys. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna just sit in the corner because I've got things to do and 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 and, and see what's gonna happen. Okay, but he sees it. Mainstream media always wants to. I hope it's not like that company Vice, how they did those horrible videos about us. Yeah. You know, get a few so-called PhDs. You know what I mean? To say that we're crazy. Which, by the way, really starting to bother me quietly. It's just very patronizing. Yeah. And they want this, uh, yeah, and I, 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 oh, I'm, I, you know, that worries me. I'm going to really work on that because it's the whole world mind, mind control for that matter, Deb. You know. Oh, yeah. That's, that's disheartening. You know. Well, they got their butts in this program and every, just about every vector you can think about, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Oh, yeah. It, it, you know, it is, you guys, the beast. It's everywhere. But I, I, I don't know. Um, do you feel hopeful at least, Deb, that some things may start being exposed? Or Well, yeah, because you know if it's exposed enough, maybe people will wake up and it will be stopped. But it's kind of, well... I don't know, it's kind of like it takes some of the hope away when every time you turn around it's like dragged out longer and nobody really sees what's happening and it's getting worse. You know, you got some people saying, oh yeah, it's getting less, it's getting better, but in your own life and the people you talk to and know, it's not getting any better, it's getting worse. So it's like, where are these people getting off at saying it's better? You know? You know what? Um, because I know what happens to us as human beings when we want to be hopeful, you know, which is good. Hope for the things, we, you know, that we haven't seen yet. 
Um, but we really need to see some signs of that hope. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I hope they would blink the satellites off for a while to just knock the, you know what I mean, the system off. Right. You know what I mean? or, or a massive grid change, you know, to plug the, it was worth plugging the plug for a while if it may zap out, you know, these, this, this program. I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, that's, that's all I can really say. You know, that's, that, that's, that's my view of being positive. I really do hope, guys, that more and more things are starting to be exposed. And um, maybe, with, maybe, guys, what's coming out in the mainstream media, especially after that, uh, I think he was a doctor or something, that definitely said on, on record that the diplomats were attacked, everyone, by microwaves. So that sort of counteracts that horrible article New York Times did a few years ago, recover of Timothy trespass, that we're paranoid, delusional. Yeah. So, and then by all this hitting it, this stuff at us, we're probably all EMF sensitive. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, because the oh. exposure you have, the more sensitive you get. Exactly. You know? I don't know. That's all I really can say tonight. I, I, you, I, I just really do hope. You know what I'm saying? I see oh, some things too. that are, you know, that are gonna change. You know, that's that's all we can do. Um, and then some days, as you live, the targeting can be a little lighter too. You know what I'm saying? Mm, ours go in waves and stuff, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it has kind of cycles to it. Something like that, yeah. It's almost like um, they get it, you can't do it. I think nothing, I don't think anything is as 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 intense as the first time when they were attacked, you know what I'm saying? Right. That's like like a whole campaign because they want to make sure as we're trying to get help, Everything's been, you know what I mean, sewed up. You go to the DA's office, there are perps there. You know what I mean? Perps everywhere. So I haven't seen this sort of that same type of energy. I don't know if it'll be anything else, but I'm not in the mood for it, you know? Yeah, we've kind of had enough Mm. of it. It's getting old. It's getting really old. I'm tortured out, if you know what I mean. You know what I mean? Tortured out. I'm tired of it. And I want this, um, I totally want this exposed. And I do believe uh, whatever, what we've been doing through, we need counseling, reparations, money. We need, you know what I mean? We need a lot, everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I will watch that and and leave the um, hands off on the the, uh, so-called infighting. That is just really, I'm too through for that. Yeah. Because that's just a way to but drag I, it out and prolong it and, you know, divide and conquer kind of thing. And it is a war, you know, and they are using war tactics, you know. Oh, yes. And it's also very, very um, money funded. So you can buy a lot of, you know what I mean? You can turn a lot of people, if oh, you know yeah. what I mean, with the bribes and the yeah. money. So, you know, it's hard to get loyalty. You know, so let's face it, a lot of people don't even take a lot of money, and there's people that are pro- most likely doing it that aren't even aware of what they're doing. 
you know, just like the certain, like that Pokemon Go game. I mean, they can be oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that stupid game and not even know what they're doing. They're just playing the game, That's true. you know? Just playing the game. Yeah, I do. I do. I really do. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right, Deb. They, you know, guys, we're, it, it is a war. That's a good way to put it. We're in a war. You know? So, we're just all going to try to do the, you know, the very best that we can, but that's it. What keeps your spirits up, Deb, or do you ever feel, because uh, this program is, you know, I think it puts shit on me to have me with slothfuls, moments of depression, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like I said, the main thing I try to do is focus on the good things. Okay, you know, yeah. don't always help. Some days you just are just depressed and you can't even focus on the good things. But you do the best you can, you know. And, of course, I do a That's lot true. of the supplements and, and the detox and all that stuff. And I mm-hmm. seems to help, you know. So I keep doing it. And but ba- the main thing is, you know, you got the survival thing instinct. And I I have this. I'm a little bit stubborn. I always was told I was hard headed and all that kind of stuff. I can't let them win. You know what I mean? <laughs> I got and, that in me too. Exactly. So. Yeah. If you let the depression and shit get to you, you let them win, and you just, I just, that just goes against my nature. I just can't do that, you know? Okay. Mm, that's, that's good. That's good. And then there's some days, everyone, if you're listening to us, when, you know, kind of lighter, they're not there. Or sometimes, I don't know, our state of mind, we may just be, you know what I mean, not thinking about them. We can have, you know, you can have some good moments, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because, you know, because that's kind of how life is. You want some good moments, you know? So, very, you know, I'm glad glad to hear your um, countermeasures, Deb, and how to keep our keep ourselves going. You know what I'm saying? Positive, yeah. chill, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? That's another, you know everybody we've been really learning from that. Wherever you live, city or or um or in the country, get in touch with nature. You know what I'm saying? I have read articles oh, yeah. and stuff. You have your pet, a lot of TIs if you're lucky enough to have a pet, a dog or a cat, birds you have that you know what I mean? Taking care of animals dependent on you. That's nice. That is, it's really nice. You know, some of you if you if you're uh, family dynamics aren't broken. Fit, you know what I mean? See your family. Get along. You know what I'm saying? If they're not comfortable talking about targeting, you can find other topics to talk about. Um, the more the shit comes out, though, I have a feeling our family and really, really close friends and stuff may start moving back. You know what I'm trying to say? Because shit's going to all oh, yeah. of a sudden look like we're not crazy anymore. And they're just going to go, oh, my God, I had no idea. It's going to be that again. You know what I'm saying? They'll be back. Yeah, Don't worry. They're going to come back. Yeah. It'll wake quite a few of them up, I think. At least that's what oh, I'm yes. hoping for. Me too. If any smart hacker ever gets into mainstream media and puts it out there for about two weeks, maybe it'll wake up some of the brainwashed ones and, and we'll have all going, 
Whoa, okay. Uh, you now know, know what you're talking about. Exactly. Exactly. Because, um, you know, the political arena, you guys, is just becoming more and more just I don't understand it anymore. You know what I'm saying? I only been, I think, to Frisco once or twice in the 80s or 90s. Pretty city, but what I heard of it now is just a gigantic poop factory. It sounds horrible. That's why I wonder, are these people in high places, are they mind control? They're not making really good, good choices. Well, I think a lot of them are. And also, one of the things I've noticed here is that, okay, Walker's bringing in brought in Foxconn to the Milwaukee area and tells everybody how wonderful it is for jobs. Well, then he's now he's trying to bring it into the Eau Claire area and saying how wonderful it is. But part of it is bribery because they donated a bunch of money to the city for one of their confluent projects where the two rivers come together to put some stuff in there. Well, a lot of the um, cities, towns, whatever, they're um councilmen or whatever are bought off in that manner. So they might say, Oh, this is a really good thing because our project is getting moved through because we're getting money for it when in fact it's a disastrous thing because all Foxconn does is destroy the environment and pollute the water and the air and everything else. And doesn't Whoa. really bring in that many jobs because they're bringing in a lot of their own people so they might you know, out of 3,000 jobs that are supposedly created, maybe 100 or 200 are jobs for the actual people that are were living there to start with. And where does the rest of the jobs go? To, the, to their friend, the nepotism? To the people that they bring in that come with the company. Oh, wow. So they're dummying up the figures. It's not what it says. Right. Hmm. It's just a bunch of lying going on at all costs. It is. Uh, let's see. Let's keep opening up. We're, everyone's open. I'm sorry. I didn't think anyone's closed. 612, you're now open. I'll pay attention to the board. Okay, go ahead. 612, you're opened up now. Anyone that wants to join in, I'll double check. I think we're opened here. Okay, yeah, everyone's unmuted now. 612, I know you had your hand raised. You're opened. Okay, um, I just make a comment about what that was saying, and it's pertaining mm-hmm. to what he said um, a couple of weeks ago about all these foreigners coming in. And it's almost like the Bible talked about, you know, the foreigner within you will own you. Well, uh, oh, yeah. a lot of these uh, foreigners coming in, they're troops that are going to be taking over, and that's why a lot of people are being perped by foreigners. Is because these guys, you'll find um, what they're setting up is basically colony stations, and they're setting up uh, like Idaho owes um, gave 50 square acres to uh, China years ago, and it's basically a military base. People don't realize that they're establishing military establishments. Oh my God! So that means that. Um again, there's still Americans in high places that know very well that these foreigners are coming in. Am I right? Like, basically, we have a lot of treasonous traders. Yeah, that's why Trump Mm -hmm. um, allowed the... uh, Clinton started giving all the uranium. That was um, that Kent, a fellow TI that was dealing with um, Pete Santilli for a while. I was talking to him. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's 
Michigan, and he was talking about how when he was dealing with the Burns organ thing, that um, what was going on there is, uh, and I think it was Professor Doom that first got it out, that uh, Clinton was giving, uh, they were going into that area because Hillary Clinton basically sold it off to the Russians. I guess she got like $125 million for selling it off to the Russians. What they wanted was the uranium in that area. Well, supposedly, isn't that a strategic resource that we're not supposed to give to uh, our supposed enemies, especially someone who may um, use it against us? And so then when uh, she left, the person who closed the deal was Trump. Trump is totally aware of it. And then um, Kent, who still had friends in that area, called them later and said they closed down all the roads for five hours. They brought in all the land-moving equipment, and now the Russians are in that area above ground and below it. They're known for being in the underground bases and above. And um, they're also known in the area of St. Paul to be in some of the underground bases as well. Whoa. Yeah, so this is old news. Um, this has been reported by um, Dave Hodges years ago at Camp Ripley. Um, I mentioned before, even on my Ramola video, that I met two drunk Masons, and they talked about how they built the camps on Camp Ripley. And then later on, I met a gal whose um, son worked with the National Guard of Camp Ripley, and he said, oh, that's impossible. If that were the case, I would know about it. Well, you know, he was looking at, you know, he was about to leave, and so he started walking on the train tracks, and he was going after all this sign, like, um, uh, this is a restricted area, nobody allowed, uh, turn back. He kept walking past signs that kept saying things like that, and he kept following the train tracks. And all of a sudden, he opened the clearing, and he said there were tons of crematoriums. Some of them are mobile. And supposedly that's what's going to be happening when martial law gets declared, where they have everyone right down to the block level. And what's going to happen is the men are above, I guess, like the age 13 are going to be a little too much trouble, so they're just going to get a hole in the head, and they're going to be blasted and capped in their front yard. And then the women and children are going to take a ritual sacrifice area, and uh, some of them are going to be organ harvested and various other things. And um, some are going to be used in the old tradition of rape fest, where they um, had um, kidnapped them and used them for brothels. And that was even reported mm. by Dave Hodges and Steve Quayle that he got that from higher levels. I mean, I'm not the only one saying it. So later on, um, Dave Hodges, years later, he got a report um, that out of Camp Ripley, people were sending reports to him and pictures that the Russians were occupying Camp Ripley. So I met two Masons years before then that they built the camps there. I met a National Guard member who said they have tons of crematoriums there. And then Dave Hodges comes out and says, yeah, Camp Ripley is full, filled with Russians. And then not long after that, mm -hmm. um, the fires broke out years ago in Colorado Springs, and they had joint exercise, and they said, oh, thank heavens, the Russians were here to help us take 35,000 families and put them on the camp. And then that's what's been happening with the oh, fires out in California. I've had family that have been moved from there and won't even lost their homes. And, yeah, they have Russians there, moving people. That isn't just Lawrence saying that they're moving the homeless while they're wearing police uniforms. No, they're in police uniforms and they're in um, National Guard uniforms moving civilians into camps. And a lot of these people are going missing. People don't realize we're already in it. The foreign troops are already here, and that's what Foxcom is. The Chinese are, as you know, in Chicago, 
as I mentioned, my old boyfriend was like 2014, 2015. He missed his connections because numerous large flights came in with um, Chinese college students, supposedly. What is a college student? Isn't that usually the age of military? And they were here on visas. They came here to study, and not one of them, the reason that he missed his flights, because not one of them spoke English. So you're going to wow. come here and study, and you don't speak the language. Okay, then another thing. I'm in the St. Paul area. Um, it's, uh, oh, um, what, what is it, South Shore, I think was the name of the town. Shoreview was the name of the town. And this was uh, an area that was kind of like a little suburb. And, you know, they had the area where, you know, there's usually a grocery store and a health club and a couple bars. And they had this old hotel that they closed down. And guess what? It were all Chinese people who were military age, and they had all these buses in there, and they just lived there. No reason. Nobody knew why they were there. Hmm. Just all foreign Chinese students, uh, supposedly, that never really leave the area, and they move back and forth on buses, and nobody knows exactly where they go. Wow. Um, do we other, you know, all um, over this country. Do, Ameri- do Americans really pay attention to them? You know, uh, people that live in the in the uh, in the area, is, are they noticing this or not really putting two and two together? Well? We're, we're surrounded by this everywhere, and nobody seems to notice. Cat, caterpillars. They mentioned it, I think, in, in Jeremiah. I will fill up the land with caterpillars against thee. Those are spies, cell, uh, sleeper cells. That's what I, you know. Yeah. Well, then we've been taking over. over. Kim, we've been taking over, you know. They're all over the place, right? Over, and the closer, the closer of the whole deal was uh, Trump. So what they want is they just want people to stand down until they can take people, and that's the danger of the 72-hour hold. And everybody's just like, oh, well, we're so much better that Trump is in. So they want you in a good, steady state where, you know, you stand back and give him time. And while he's getting time, he's bulldozing everything through as fast as he possibly can, and he's helping the rest of us take everything from the whole way. And so most people aren't noticing that. People don't care that the fire's in Gatlinburg. Well, what happened? Well, Dave Hodges reported years ago that the Gatlinburg was filled with Russian agents and military. They were all over that area. Supported for a long time. And then Golitsyn, the guy who left the KGB, he told everybody, you know, I think it was an old lie for new. You can go look it up right online. And it talks about how they were fake that they saw. And then what they will do is they come over here, and one of the areas, one of the ways they're going to take everything over is they're going to burn down areas, and then they're going to round people in the camps. So all these fetal camps, how did they know to set up these disaster camps in the places that they did before the disasters happened? Can someone me? How did they build the camps years in advance in these specific areas where these disasters are happening? Oh my God! Um, I, uh, there's uh, um, John Wiglos, I believe it's W E G L O S. He was a TI. He was making all his videos, and all of a sudden, he just went down and stopped making videos. Uh, after all, he was run, running into all these satanic ritual people in Pennsylvania, and uh, he talked about how he met Espinosa. 
Oh, he's meeting me in special forces. Steve Quayle's been talking about this for a long time. Uh, we've run into all kinds of examples, and if you're Catholic, you have zero excuse whatsoever because Our Lady of Panama said it was coming, and then we also had the saint, I think it was Aiello, who said Russia's going to be taking over the world with her secret armies. When I was in Germany, this is a wild thing. East Germany was basically owned by the Russians. Okay, so Marcus Wool, who ended up taking over our homeland security after 9-11, he was the one who was running the Stasi, where this Zerzitzin program that we're under now, that was run by the Stasi in East Germany. They they perfected it. Okay, who was under Marcus Wolf? How many people know who was under Marcus Wolf? Putin. Putin worked directly under Marcus Wolf. Not only that, he talked directly every day with Merkel, who is the Chancellor of Germany. Those two were tight as all can be. She came from East Germany. Well, you couldn't, her father was supposedly a Lutheran minister, and you couldn't be part of the ministry under Eastern Germany unless you were a member of the KGB. She is she is known as a sleeper cell under this KGB. She's known as a KGB agent. That's how she got to be uh, in charge of that country. So when she got into Germany, I found out after being there, she set up all these little villages and areas where there are pockets of Russians all over the country. And then part of the prophecy in Catholicism is, is all the um, all the military bases of the United States will be turned over to the Reds. Because they weren't communists then. They just only had the name Reds. And so all our bases will fall into their hands, supposedly. Well, when I was over there in 2014, because I'm there in 2015, Heidelberg got turned over to the Russians. Why? Well, we left that area, and I'm finding out all our bases are being turned over to the Russians. They're being given to them by Merkel, and we're just putting up our hands and leaving. And what's happening here? Well, we're, we're doing joint exercises and campaigns with the Russians. Well, what's happening right in front of you? All over, they have secret towns and villages all over where they're just openly Russian, and nobody thinks anything of it. It's all over the nation, and their own prophecy, what they were told of. And this is what's terrifying. I went by the River Rhine, and supposedly this is a very deep river, and supposedly it is going to be so clogged with bodies, it's going to turn red in the reverse direction. That is one deep oh, frickin' yeah. river. I I grew up on the Mississippi, man. That that that's a pretty shallow r- river. That's why you call it the muddy Mississippi. I mean, it's still fairly wide and deep. This thing is every bit as wide as the Mississippi, if not wider in places and far deeper. And you look at that thing, and it made my blood run cold looking at that, thinking how many bodies would it take to snap things in reverse direction. They're all here. Um, They're all here. Not only that, but the priests that already know about it, they already know about it. Yeah, we know about it. They're here. Um, and people don't realize a lot of the TI thing. Like I told you, that guy, what we're suffering right now in the TI community, what a lot of people better freaking wake up to, is that Philando Castile, that poor gentleman in um, St. Anthony, which is in Twin Cities area, he ended up being shot with his three-year-old daughter in the back seat, and his girlfriend was taking it live on Facebook at the time. And it turns out that there was another T.I. that contacted me that had been harassed by the same police guy uh, like a week earlier, and she was cheerful for his life, too. So I ran into a friend of his named Jessica that went to high school with him, and she said that that guy was fearful for his life. That's why he got the concealed carry, because he was describing the life of the T.I., 
So what, he got shot in the arm seven times. Okay, you still have the ritual sacrifice thing where if you do something to mock the Lord and the number seven is Lord, and they happen to just miss all his organs. And what happened? Uh, just like Kendrick Johnson, he ended up dying in the hospital. Um, what? So maybe they could take his organs? How many people, and this is um, one, you can go online on Chicago where it's um, funeral director um, exposes uh, guns or something in uh, Chicago. And this guy was a funeral director, and he's exposing how a lot of these kids have come back with gunshot wounds in the Chicago area. When he gets their bodies, all their organs are missing. Whoa. So when you look at Kendrick Johnson, the first autopsy, they seem to have missed that all his organs were removed and he stuffed the newspaper. It took two autopsies to figure out that his organs were gone and he was stuffed with newspaper. How many people, when they get the, the bodies of their loved ones, they're just like, oh, will you open them up and show me that all the organs are there? How many people do that? Um, actually, none, because they would ensure, you know what I mean? They would think that they would be there and then go on to the funeral home. For the you know body well, to be it's kind of a gruesome thing to look at, especially when um, yeah, George Webb. He talked about how in Chicago they were exhuming bodies of 93 year old women because their bone marrow is worth 23 thousand dollars a gram. It's still good 70 days after your death. You notice how they interfere with my sound all the time when I talk about this stuff. People, yes, they do. They just want you to stand down, keep them so they can't get your ass. Yeah, and they're trying to feed us everybody, guys, that everything's okay. Just remember that. Everything's okay. I say, excuse me, because I feel like with that, they're trying to feed So that's the ploy, too. When all of it's a ploy, you mean the executive orders aren't going to mean much, and you think just like the slogan, slogan, make America great, you think that's all a big, big, gigantic pacifier for all of the country to suck on so they can then do what they need to do? Yeah. The idea is you to sit in place and do nothing and let them totally take over until they're ready to completely take over. I've been hearing from other people that, and then when they, that they're getting confirmation that in like uh, um, the economic collapse may, the, be, may very well be this fall. I'm hearing it from other people, too. I don't know if that's the case, but I'm hearing it. And once that happens, you're not far from martial law. I've heard things wow. like that take passports to go from one state to another. Oh my God! Well, they, with a lot of us are harassed on the interstate highways. Bad as it is, it feels like a police state almost. Is that correct? You know what I mean? I've actually heard reports from people who have told me that police that are pulling people over, and what they're doing is they're taking the empty storefronts and they say they're draining them of their blood. Now, what is that? That's a ritual sacrifice thing. And what does Peter Gilmore, head of the Satanic Church, say? He said the predominant number of members in our church are Satanists. He goes, those where most of our members are from are from a police force in the military. 
Well, you know, just in an interview with you where she had family members who were uh, stealing kids. She sure did. Yeah. them. Raping and them, Philly. Yeah, and Philly. Yeah. And they were police. That was the police. Not only that, they were working with the church. And they were in all the nominations. Because they were hunting the people in the churches. They were looking for the good ones to weed them out. You mean that you mean before Agenda 21 to take us out, they want to make sure to kill all the good people? They're strategically taking people out now under the 72-hour hold. And as you look on right now, my Migsby video where it goes into black organ harvesting, and it's an interview that I did with Turtle, and it goes into, um, it even shows the, the video clip where um, uh, Trump is pushing the 72-hour hold. So you can take people and um, they said, guns first, the process second. Well, look at Broward, uh, Broward County where Elvira was from. Broward County, all of a sudden, yes. 300 people at the same time, they were labeled as, on anonymous tips, labeled as mentally ill, got a 5150 Baker Act, and they lost their guns. 300 people at the same time, and what was in common? They all were gun owners. Why is that coming out on the media? I don't realize. Uh, it's on Blacklisted News. As remember, we um, in the 1950s they had um, Project Mockingbird, where they were told what they get to say. So there is a government agent in all the major news sources where it says if they don't like something that they hear, they squash because it because they say it's national security. Well, that's how they're hiding what they're doing to us, national security, or, or gagging people. Yep. Okay, you explained this something to me. Okay, the family of Martin Luther King went. There was this guy named Pepper. He was a lawyer. He was a civil rights lawyer. He was working with um, Martin Luther at, um, toward the end when, before he was killed. Well, anyway, years later, they had this um, civil case where they sued the um, they sued the state because they found the FBI worked with the police department and the fire department and the hospital to kill Martin Luther King and the guy who actually was framed with uh, I forget the guy's name framed with killing them. The family worked hard. Martin Luther King's family worked hard to make sure that he got off that he was an accused of a crime. So he was found by a jury to be innocent, and it was found to be a conspiracy by the FBI, the fire department, the Memphis police, and the last person that supposedly killed him was um, the the doctor who smothered him with a pillow, and there was a nurse as a witness. This later came out, you can find it on um, Andrew um, Leathermount Weber, I believe it is, there's this guy... um, Oh, I for, forget his name. It starts with a D. Damgard. Ole Damgard. And he did uh, a lot of research on it. And he goes into all the details. And there's a lot of things done on it. And you know how many people covered that case? They won the case. It was a jury trial. They found that the government was involved in a conspiracy to assassinate Martin Luther King. And the guy who was accused of it was framed. And you know how many uh, reporters were there to cover it? How many? Do you have any idea? 
None. Uh, okay. Well, you know, then, then Bill, Kim, you just answered my question, everybody. It's the, for Martin Luther King, very public now, and it was set up with none. What is going to really happen with this so-called NBC? They're all excited in this community about an interview. Are they going to do our shit just like Vice did and make it sound crazy? We got to realize we're in the same exact program that Martin Luther King was in. He was in COINTELPRO himself. That's where, um, what, what's his name? Uh, that, that guy in the FBI. The, 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 the weird guy. Uh, J. Edgar Hoover? J. Edgar Hoover? Yeah, that guy. Hoover mm. hated him. And so what they did is they framed him on a thing where it said, oh, he was running around with this woman, he was having a adulterous affair, which makes it look really bad being a um, black preacher that he's doing that. So all of a sudden people look, oh, yeah, well, you know, no black man can be decent, you know, which was totally the case. So it's a slander campaign. So now what they do is, okay, you got slander campaign. you got everything that he went through mirrors his co pro. So all of a sudden they're trying to uh, lower his view. Uh, people's view of him in society so they can basically uh, twist things how they wanted to. And then you see the person that was responsible for getting him shot on the balcony was um, Jesse Jackson. And then the replacement is you find out that Jesse Jackson wasn't liked by Martin Luther King. He didn't like it. No, he wasn't. He was about to throw him off. They each other. And then the media is right there to put him in the place of Martin Luther King. Well, the thing is, Martin Luther King was going off script. He, he certainly talked about, hey, you know, this isn't just a black thing. This is a, there's not just blacks that are dying in Vietnam right now. There's also poor whites, too. And what this is is a social thing. We have to unite. And wait a minute, he went off script. He, he stepped off the reservation. They thought it was okay for a waste war and, you know, confrontation. So they'll let you go a certain level that way. But all of a sudden, you start uniting people, and, man, they don't like that. You look at what he wants to do, it's the same thing that we're going to do. It's the same identical program. If it, that can be done to him, what can be done to us? He was high profile. This is years later that this is going yeah, to What can they do to us? How many people even, well, then why did somebody that even have to say to look it up to find out it's true? The COVID report. Well, wait a minute. Why did someone, why did someone, on, well, why did someone on board for these billboards say that nobody would really know what COINTELPRO means when, when, you know, I think it's mentioned a lot on the web. If you don't know, you'll find out quickly what COINTELPRO means. Oh, yeah. The problem is they don't want to put on, uh, they don't want too much uh, acknowledgement of what's going on because you can find out that this program has been going on for a very long time in this country. This program is not new. And all of a sudden people start realizing what's going on and that the medical industry is associated with this. And uh, the guy who was um, trying to expose it at the very end, uh, I believe it was, uh, oh, he was part of their LSD experiment. They threw him out and they tried to do it crazy off uh some level in, uh, I think it was Bellevue, some hospital. Oh, man, I wish I could remember the name's name. Well, anyway, they exonerated him years later saying, uh, yeah, he was murdered, he was thrown out the window. But it wasn't for, you know, like 40 years later that the family found out. They just thought he was raising the LST and he threw himself out the window, and that was the case at all. Um, 
do you still think um, they're going to, you know, will they still, um, do you think we have hope, Kim, to unite? I guess that's what I'm trying to figure out. Do we have a, a I think can tell of a chance to do but too many people are complacent. It's like not enough people are even aware that our enemy is Trump, but our enemy was also Obama, and our enemy was also Bush, and our enemy was also Clinton. They were all, they say enough to put you the problem that they have at the time. The problem is people were really getting angry with the world Obama came in. So they had to put Obama in saying, oh, well, I'll close Gitmo and have all the troops home by Christmas. They're still over there. We're in the next administration. We're in an eight-year term. Now all of a sudden people are getting angry, and all of a sudden it looked like they needed somebody to placate some, but some group, and so what they're concerned about mostly was the gun owners. So they bring in somebody who claims to be Republican and claims to be pro-gun rights, and he's saying take the guns first, do process second, and everybody backs down. That's all they need. They just need people to back down so they don't come together and fight this thing. I almost think that it would have been far better for Hillary Clinton to be in office because people wouldn't have tolerated her. People would have gotten upset and went in, what the hell was this? She, I believe in what Mike Tyson said. She's probably the single most successful serial killer in history. <laughs> Well, they won't arrest her for all the things she did, including, you know, allegedly it's, uh, uh, torturing children. Pedophile. She's a pedophile, too, allegedly. Um, Kathy O'Brien said she was marked the buyer. She sure did. I did. And I did watch that tape. She did say, you know what I mean, depravity, as she said it, yes. Mm-hmm. So, um, and her and Uma did some things. We're being taken out on 72-hour holds. That's why I'm trying to yell at people right now. People, the control is being taken over now, and that's what I'm trying to say with Dub said. The Foxcom is coming in. What's coming in is people don't realize what's coming in are foreign troops. This is not by accident. This isn't why they're bringing in their own people. So they bring in some measly number that they think are probably working with them in some military aspect as advisors that are most likely Masons, and they think they're going to be left alone when all this stuff goes down. That ain't the case. Planet X is here, people. This stuff is about to go down. And I, I, I talk to other priests, and they go, yeah, we know it's about to happen. And it's like, why have we been telling people for this for quite a long time? They go, we, we know that they've been having the camps fully operational for quite a while. Well, why are you telling people? And he goes, we are telling people. We're telling them to turn to God at any time. And people don't realize that they're being taken out in hospitals in 72-hour holds. A lot of these people, how Martin Luther got uh, off is when he was in the hospital, they smothered him with a freaking pillow. He did not die on that balcony. A lot of people that are going into these hospitals, they're dying in there. It's not looking like it's an accident. A lot of these people are going in, they're being murdered. It looks like my cousin was just a while ago, and then my friend's nephew went in, and they weren't going to give, give him a second opinion, and they didn't care what the court order said. They pulled him off life support. And uh, family said, well, you know, uh, well, we'll just have him cremated. You know, well, how do you know none of the organs were taken? You weren't there. They waited till you left. 
As a matter of fact, I went to right to your left. And the hospital that I got stuck at, it turned out that I ran into people who said they walked into the room and doctors or nurses were around them chanting, and they had a family member that was a satanic priest. They knew what the hell was going on, and they were screaming in her ear at the same time. She goes, what the hell are you doing to my mother? And they go, you have to leave now. We're running a procedure. And they go, no, I'm not leaving. She goes, my mother told me to stay here at all times. It's like, no, whatever you're doing, you can do in front of me. And then all of a sudden they got real ashamed and they had to leave. And then there's a place called Hennepin County Medical Center. This is a gal whose son who walked into all the um, mobile crematoriums and regular crematoriums that are in Camp Ripley. And all of a sudden, all these nurses see something that really distresses them. They're so upset about it, they have to go and report it to the nurse in charge, which is the person, if you have any complaints whatsoever, you're supposed to go to her. Okay, so right after they go to her, apparently they're so upset about whatever they hear of the stress that they're at work, they immediately go home and commit suicide. Wow. Uh. If you had it work where you decide to go commit suicide. Not only that, but the number of nurses that were doing it were getting to be a dramatic number. Do you think they may have seen something? Uh, they might have, and, and just because they do acts like that, Kim, have you noticed with hospitals, the, especially ER, but hospitals, period, the staff changes uh, all the time? Do you also notice that most of the it's staff a, are foreigners? Yes, a lot of the staff are foreigners, and a lot of what I'm saying is a lot of the perps in the ER and hospitals, guys, you only see them once when you go back for anything. You don't see them anymore. So do they move there, you know what I mean? Yes, a lot of foreigners. I got chipped up, and according to George Webb, one of these facilities for organ harvesting that the CIA ran in, is running is um, in Pakistan. When I was in Sanford, and they when I went in there, they were laser-focused laser on my heart. And guess what? Lo and behold, they're sending before what? I even get uh, a hearing three weeks before. They're already sending all my heart information to ANOCA, which is a mental health facility. It's an asylum, and I wasn't even, uh, I didn't even have my hearing yet. I wasn't allowed witnesses. I wasn't allowed to submit evidence. Uh, I wasn't allowed my medical records, even though they were court-ordered, and I was going to be forced, forced drugs before the hearing. I found it years before from a police officer that he was called into that asylum, and he found out that they said somebody got loose, and they felt it was a very dangerous individual, so they, had, they didn't want him to go in there. They didn't want to go after him. And lo and behold, they took him to a secret uh, area under the hospital. He said there's a whole city under Anoka that he wasn't even aware of. They have a secret facility under that hospital that they're going to send me to. They're doing nasty stuff in there. And I was already committed long before the moment I walked into that hospital. And what were, where were all my doctors from? Primarily Pakistan. And they said, oh, you're delusional because you think you have worms. Oh, you're delusional because you think you have lines. Oh, you're delusional because you think you have this. And you know, when I got out, I got tested. I had doctors confirmed that I have parasites, that I had worms, and I had Lyme disease. Everything I said I had, I actually had, and they altered my records to say that I didn't. When we go in um, as a kiosk, we're already listed. Um, and this, uh, people better wake up to this. George Webb did a thing, and it's on the YouTube channel, the Kelly 67. That's 67. And he did an interview on DynCor. And it starts at about the 40-minute level where he starts about TIs. How we're on the program basically for organ harvest. And he goes into all the details of it for about half an hour after that.
you know, if you can't stand somebody talking kind of slow, you can speed it up and you can make the half an hour go, you know. Just do that little dial on the bottom for the setting and uh, push the 1.5 and you can get through the uh, entire spiel in a short period of time. They're taking us out left, right, front, and center, and nobody's noticing. So meanwhile, they're telling everybody things are getting better when they're not. And so all of a sudden, people will hold off. Well, you know, I must be mentally ill if people are telling me things are getting better, but they're not for me, so there must be something wrong with me. But this is psychological warfare. They're telling you something that's not happening. This is um, what Mengele said. He laughed at all the prisoners in, in uh Auschwitz, he goes, the more things we do to you, the more you deny we do these things to you. Why do we do that? Why would we deny that? Because we don't like living in reality. Oh, things are going to get better. Oh, there's going to be someone to save us. No, this is the judgment of God, and people do not want to see it. You know, you better pray and make yourself right with God, you know. As it was, you know, a thousand fall to my, or five thousand fall to my left, and ten thousand to my right, and you know, still I walked through. I was supposed to be taken out in the hospital. I mean, they owned everything. They owned the judge. They owned my lawyers. They owned all the doctors. They owned everything. They they manipulated the records, and I still walked out. I was court ordered release. I'm the only one that I don't like it, and I have the records proving that they lied. And I have lab reports for proving that everything that I thought I had, that they said I was mentally ill about, they actually had those diseases. I can prove that these people are lying. This is horrible. Um, that's always bothered me, and the main, really the main factor of, of relocating out the, the health care perping. But the way I listen to you, it's kind of everywhere, isn't it? Your, your health care will not change one iota once you get to California. I can guarantee you that. Uh, this Obamacare, you are tagged. Since you're on the list, you will get a specific doctor that your list is on. All of a sudden, the program will work, and all of a sudden, this doctor will find you. And that doctor will be with the program, the purview. It ain't going to be any better getting out there. You know, I think it'd be, well, you know, I mean, even uh, the weather, the harsh winters, that's what I couldn't, uh, she couldn't get with, I couldn't get with, you know. Yeah, but prepare for just... earthquakes and everything else when you get out there, because once this goes down, martial law, prepared for all the grid to go down and prepare for these man-made earthquakes, fires, and everything else. They want everything like constant L.A. riots. And as Kissinger said years ago, he goes, the time will come where they will welcome you It'll be such chaos where they will actually welcome troops into in uh, L.A. They, will they probably will. Troops. They're going to make it so bad and so ugly out there. You know, as California goes, the whole nation goes. California is the first place they're going to practice it. You know, if you want to be, you know, with your family, you know, hey, you know, choose a place where you want to die. Wow. And you know what? There's a part of me that's human. I, you know, do you ever feel like I want to live forever? You know, when it all goes down, what do you want to be what you care about? It could be. I'm just going to ask you. I mean, it may sound deep and bleak, but we don't want to get into that positive negative. Kim, do you ever bother you to know that in all likelihood we all may very well die in this program? We all are going to die at some point in time. The thing is, is 
God is an ultimate factor. A lot of people don't want to look at God and they want to deny it and everything else. And when it looked like it was the darkest, it looked like all of a sudden it was a sealed deal. All of a sudden I went into my room and I prayed. And I, I go, Lord, this looks like it's the end. You know, it really does. And I go, do you, do you, do you have something to tell me? You know, have you something, something you can say? And I opened it up, closed my eyes, opened it up, and pointed to a passage. And it was, I believe it was Ecclesiastes 51. And it was real long, but essentially what the gist was, as it was, as I saved Noah from the flood, as I saved Joseph from the famine, as I saved Daniel from the lion's den, so too will I save you. And then it's just like, <laughs> wow, that would be a real great miracle to think about, but it's not looking that way right now. And I got out <laughs> of my knees and I left. And lo and behold, as I walked out the door, there was uh, the psychiatric nurse there. And he pointed, you know, how you show your fingers like, you know, guns, like a little kid. He pointed with both his fingers, and he pointed the phone, and he said, your lawyers on the phone talk to you. And I'm like, really? This guy never returns phone calls. And all of a sudden, I picked it up, and he goes, how could you tell everyone I was the worst attorney in the world? And it's like, whatever. And he goes, your court ordered released as of now. They're just waiting the paperwork. You're, you're going to be leaving. Never, never walked into the courtroom, nothing. The co- they were forced to release me. When the doctor handed me the papers, she was shaking and her voice was cracking and she was almost crying. She was so scared. Uh, what What did she do? What do you think made her scared? What? What uh, do you think made her up. scared? Well, she screwed up. They could be found out what they were doing. I'm loaded with chips. I can feel with them. I'm absolutely filled with evidence. And I talked to that Brian fellow with covert whatever, and he said, oh, we're going to get out on it. We're, we're going to get a team around you, and we're going to really help you. You know, I'm loaded with evidence 50 ways from Sunday. And I knew that was going nowhere because, um, I, as I told in the previous um, interview with you, um, that uh, Targeted in Ireland knew my story, and she knew about the organ harvesting. She goes, oh, yeah, Ella asked me if I'd do an interview, and she goes, I think you'd be better for it. And she gave People are disappearing. It's looking like organ harvesting. Hello? Are you, uh, you know what? Something I'm, ta- I'm hearing you now. Something just went on on my talk show. Sorry, guys. Uh, that, uh... Anyway, Ella knew about all this stuff, and she said, oh, yeah, we got to get stuff in the air. Okay, I'm sorry about that, Kim. I can hear you now. I had to take control, you guys. Someone came over to my room who's new here that's doing the mute and unmute. So now if you have questions, this is the shit I'm talking about. You'll have to start too, everyone. Start but two. I'm saying yeah. What I'm saying is true, and they try to mess up with my son and everything. Ella has known about this for a long time. I told her that this is set up an industrial level there, one-third to one-half of the uh, TIs in the Sanford Clinic. And now um, Deb's been seen on the chat on Ryan's level. People are talking about Sanford in California being busted for covertly chipping people. 
have the evidence all over me, uh, but I can't get out to do anything with it. I've got records that prove that they were lying, which um, uh, if you prove that any of them can be a lie, all their testimony is discredited in court. So I can discredit every single person that went against me, and I can prove it, and they can't say a thing against me. Not only that, I can prove this targeting thing, and that we're set up in the hospital, one-third to one-half. It's looking for, um, it's just for some of them to be taken out, you know, discredited, put them on um, certain drugs. These are real high-profile people. I mean, these are people who run their own businesses. These are people who, one person was an executive for Archer Daniels Midland. They knew everything about the food supply and how it was be transferred through Archer Daniels Midland. And that's one of the biggest um food uh, distributors there is. They supply Cargill and things like that. And so she was. She knew, because I also knew people in our, who was fa- uh, friends with a family member who actually run Archer Daniels Midland out of uh, Mankato, that our food supply is like nil. People don't realize that there's nothing in here. So you look at cities like Chicago and New York, they actually only have a two-hour food supply. People don't realize that. So when chaos ensues, can you imagine how crazy that'll be? If you look at some areas, most of your stores only have a two-day two supply of food. If you look at most of your L.A. areas, your larger metropolitan areas, you only have a two-hour supply of food because of the population. They're requiring constant, constant just-in-time service. People don't realize how quickly they can shut out the food supply. So you're seeing people who are strategically being taken out of society, one of which who knew about the genocide that was in the military running it, knew about eight fully operational camps in this country, and they were trying to take him out too. And then they're trying to take their kids. There were people that were taken out that had like four or five kids, and they were taking them out so they could try to take their kids. This is being done. And I was telling Ella about this, and I go, this has to get out. I mean, they're, they're taking us now. We're disappearing. And then those who are isolated, that they really hate, like the homeless, it looks like they're taking their organs. And Ella knew all about this stuff. And then all of a sudden, just like, oh, yeah, I'll get back to you, whatever. And then all of a sudden, months and months and months later, then Brian gets back to me, oh, all this stuff really happened to you? You're being tried? They're taking people right now with no, you're not allowed evidence, you're not allowed to call witnesses, you're not allowed to submit evidence, even though your court ordered medical records, um, you don't get them, and you're forced drug before the hearing? Yeah, this is a commonplace there. This is happening across the country. She knows all about it. She didn't want to say a thing about it. And then she has George Webb on there that knew all about it. And she had on for like over five hours. Never came up about organ harvesting with TIs. Never once. Do you realize when you think your heart's taken, just your heart alone, the hospital can bill over a million dollars? Do you think there'd be an incentive to do that? How do they get the money for all this program? Well, gee, if uh, each, each TI, especially if you're RH negative or if you're black, your body parts are worth about $5 million. This is awful. People this better is get awful. right. They're, they're all set to take over. All they needed to do was stall for time, and they got it. We're all out of time. The time to get together was last year, two years ago, before that. Now all of a sudden they're just sitting back. All they have to do is they just have to stall for time for a little while longer. Oh, I'm so stupid. I can't figure out how to unmute the blinds. 
show, but I can unmute the lines of the people who kiss my ass all the time and ask the questions, uh, seeing how great the billboards are. And I know about all the organ harvesting and the TIs, and I know how we're disappearing on that mat, but I don't want to be negative. Exactly, because you want to have a positive comment. I had Ryan who was going to help put my mirror, uh, that my video on my channel, and all of a sudden he got it. Oh, yeah, I'm going to get to it. Yeah, I'm going to get to it. Yeah, I'm going to get to it. And never gets to it. And what happens? I find out that my um, uh, my uh, channel is completely effed up after he does it. And then all of a sudden it's like all my notifications screwed up, and all of a sudden I get put in a system where all of a sudden I don't get to see anybody's comments, and nobody gets to see mine. <laughs> Well, you know what, he's a, he's, he's a bastard, I know that much, he's a bastard, <clears throat> very quick, um, he's so, uh, you know, I believe so, there's something going, yeah, they all vibe the same way, I don't know what I'm going to say it straight out, they all vibe the same way, why do you think she promotes them so much? Why do you think they all come after and attack you? Because they don't want people to know about this. They're looking like they no, they don't. Like James Harden talked in uh, Agent Nine, where it said, you know, basically you're being perped. All the calls are perped. All the run, they're all run by agents. I believe it is. I mean, I, I say I, I've embraced it. I'm the black black sheep moderator, but they came at me like the Terminator guys. I'm not gonna lie. Okay. With, with targeted yeah. individuals, what are you used to? The Flander campaign. How bad is the Flander uh -huh. campaign against uh, Ella and Ryan? Everybody kisses their ass. Make sure no they're Look, look how we no, the hard topics that are actually happening. Look how they come after you. Why aren't they coming after them in the same way? Oh, everybody seems so controlled too. You know what I'm saying? Not trying to bring out anything mm -hmm. real. I don't. I don't really know how they're going to work. I guess they'll work well with the mainstream media. These both parties aren't going to get real. You know what I'm saying? We're out of time. We're out of time. I, I think, to, I think I we are. In other organizations, I'll just say that, and they're hearing too. They, they've heard that uh, it sounds like it's going to come down and um, this fall as well. I hope that's not the case. I hope it's the following fall. But no, they, they pretty much all for all the time they need. People are being taken out mad in every direction. These forest fires, all these strategic national disasters, these hurricanes, everything else. As these things are being taken out, whole entire families are being taken out. Tons of people are being removed and nobody knows. Uh, we're, we're, uh, uh, uh. we're being taken out all over the country. Uh, they tried to take me on a few weeks ago. They did another welfare check on me. All of a sudden, I called uh, Human Services, where the, uh, basically I felt he was being tracked, and I asked for the number for the ombudsman man, so they could get, so I could place a complaint. It wasn't even uh, talking mm -hmm. to them. I just wanted the number to place a complaint, and then they gave me a number that um, sent me that went nowhere. And then they gave me another number that sent me that they said, oh, we can't answer your question here. You have to call the Department of Labor. I have to call the Department of Labor for a question with the health system. It's not big enough. They go, yeah. And so then I called and complained. I go, I need the number of an ombudsman, not this. And I'm not getting it. And then they did a welfare check on me. And the cop came 
and I had two witnesses here at the same time. And so uh, the person on the phone was someone who was taken because they called uh, and asked a question with the human services. And she said, yeah, that's exactly how they took me. They were going to take you. Well, I'm also communicating with a reporter in North Dakota who's um, looking into some of this, the human trafficking, the organ harvesting trade, the hospitals connecting with um, CPS, taking kids, and the people who are looking like they're running the child trafficking out of Grand Forks is looking like it's the police department. And it's looking very suspiciously. Uh, there seems to be a mounting evidence coming forward that the district attorney's offices are involved, particularly in areas of Minnesota, Wine for one, Cass County, Clay County, Grand Forks, these Red River County areas. Uh, not only are the district attorney's offices are involved with it, the judges are involved with it, many of the lawyers are involved with it, the CPS is involved with it, and the hospitals are involved with it, and the people who are running most of it are the police. That's looking like organ harvesting, and it looks like um, child trafficking. And it's massive. Horrible. And they own the whole system. They can easily get away with that because, think about it, who the hell will believe it? People are being taken oh, out all over the place. This is horrible. And then horrible. They they want you to think, oh, everything's fine, just kind of like, it's okay. They want to put you in this tranquil little daze, not realizing that people are being taken all around you at this moment and thinking that at any moment it won't be you. People are wake the frick up, man. We're out of time. You know, <laughs> We, I think, I, I think we are out of time. Uh, I'm, you guys, something's, you know, something just doesn't feel right. What, what, what stops them from taking it over right now? Is it because America's too big? They still want to make sure. What are you talking about? They have taken it over. Where have you been? They already own it. They're just keeping people in place in their specific quadrants until they're taken and re removed. That's it. Well, you know, not of being the people that aren't targeted like us is what I mean. You know what I'm saying? We need help, you know what I'm saying, beyond our community. Right now, they're taking out people as many as they can through the existing system that they can. They can only take out so many people at a time. Their facilities can only process so many people. So mostly they're taking out the homeless. Supposedly like a million homeless are missing in California. Well, who the hell cares about that? Well, how many homeless do we have across the country? Okay, then on top of that, you have CPS. Okay, uh, approximately 700,000 kids go missing every year, and that's not through CPS. Through CPS, all of a sudden, just in Oregon and Nebraska alone, 70,000, 80,000 kids are missing. How about the other states? And then that gal, uh, that former Senator Schaefer that was investigating it, her story is on uh, medicalkidnap.com, how all these kids are missing. So over a million adults a year go missing in this country, or a million kids a year are now reported missing in this country. That's not including CPS or the homeless. And nobody notices that something's going on. And then meanwhile, they're taking people out with directed energy weapons. They're taking them out with heart attack uh, guns. They're taking them out with um, these uh, aneurysms and various other things. Uh, they have all kinds of weapons to take people out. Someone took me out a couple days ago. I was in the state where... Um, Tory Smith, where he had his thing, is this my last video? I was in the state where I was almost like him again. I, I thought I thought I was done for, man.
I couldn't I couldn't breathe for about two days. I could barely walk to the bathroom. They're taking people out in every direction. I have two family members die in just the last couple of weeks under very suspicious circumstances. And people are waiting for this to come. Supposedly after, they feel the big push can be after um, the economic collapse happens. They're going to let disaster ensue, basically chaos ensue. And while that goes on, they're going to have their assassination teams running around everywhere, causing chaos and eliminating a bunch of people. And then to put in order, at one point in time, there's going to be a block leader. I actually met someone who ran into a block leader. Um... She, uh, this person who was pointing out the block leader uh, didn't know, thought that this TI was part of the perp system when she first moved there. She was a, a TI that almost got taken out uh, by Salon of the Seal. And uh, they're, they're ready to take in, and they know everybody by uh, street numbers. They already know who you are. They have a listing. They know who's to be taken out. And then at the very time, they have these block leaders will come in, and they'll take out swaths of area, and they know who to take out immediately. They're going to come out supposedly with a special uniform. They're going to be identified as leaders, and I know who to take out. And then um, after after that happens, mostly the people supposedly, the men, um, 13 and over, uh, they're going to have a cap put in their head, and they're going to be dropped on their lawn. And then these mobile crematoriums are going to come in and get them. And then uh, the women and children, they're going to go to a detention area. Some of them that are suitable for um, the rape squads. They're going to go into the service for the country. And anyone that can be of strategic use, uh, like if you're uh, an electrician or you're some, uh, someone that can provide some sort of work for them on a slave system, they're going to take you and use you for a period of time before they kill you. But basically, they're, they're all ready to move in. <laughs> we, and we have no counter-army that's going to fight them. But you're not going to fight them. Supposedly there's going to be some disaster in here where they're going to try to start a war like 9-11. I don't know if it's true or not. I had a friend who claimed that he saw 9-11 back in 1989. He claimed he saw it. Um, I can't say if that's true, but he said that was a precursor of something else. And Christ told him if people do not stop sinning, a worse disaster is going to hit. And what he did is he showed it a group of Muslims attacking nuclear power stations. And what this is going to do is this is going to initiate another world war. And it's going to be as fake as 9-11. It's going to be staged, so everybody wants to go and attack Iran. And then, lo and behold, I actually met a friend. He was um, forced out of the military due to an injury, and his friend was preparing for the war with Iran. They were strategically placing all the weapons around the country, around the border. And this was uh, back in the W administration, the Bush W administration. They were doing this. They're strategically placing everything. They were waiting for the war. They were trying to bring in a war with Iran. Cheney tried to get one going. They've been trying to push a war with Iran. And so they're going to kick it in when they want to. And then all of a sudden, most of everybody with military age, this is one scenario that they want to do, is uh, they're going to be shipped offshore of where the fighting age. And it's basically going to just be elderly and young that are left here. And supposedly women, even women, are going to be drafted. But um, in just opinion, most TIs, women overall, are over 45, um, and that means that we're most of us are past, you know, biologically, we're past, you know, breeders to even have babies. Do you think they're going to just 
um, would it be similar to, you know, like that handmaiden's tale? They use the older women to dig out radioactive shit and die. You know what I'm trying to say? <clears throat> um, a lot of them, they're just they're just looking for uh, something that's useful. If you're a certain age, you may be good for a rape facility. Um, if you're not useful for something, um, you're useful for ritual sacrifice. <laughs> Did you just say a rape, a rape facility? What would that be? A rape facility? Oh, yeah. They have those things up. Um, Steve Quayle talked about, he was telling everybody not to go on Facebook, especially your daughters, because, you know, they're, they're monitoring it. We're going to be used to a facility. Yeah, supposedly that's going on. They've got everything worked down to an area. They know who they want already. They, they they know all the school pictures. Same quail rape facility. I know I'm tired of trying to pack things away, but I've got to look for that myself. That's horrible. That's horrible. Well, that's oh what they God. had. Uh, China had those. Um, you look in the history, uh, the Nazis have those. Um, Al-Qaeda has those. You look at all the militaries and all the histories, all of them had those. Japan had them. No, this is not unusual. They've taken the local females and then they just use them to uh, entertain the troops. This is horrible. Uh, uh, totally taken away, captive, into a building, rape facility used as a brothel, basically. Enslaved. Yeah. Until they feel you're no longer useful and then they cut you up and fight you up like they did with uh, the Al Qaeda they did to their brothels. They used the they killed the women later to write slogans on the wall. The U.S. troops did that? No, that was the Al-Qaeda. What I don't want most people to know about what happened in Libya is the U.S. staff and the U.S. military brought in Al-Qaeda to Libya. And uh, there are a couple from um, the Moriarty's out of Texas that were there were witnesses of it, and they were trying to get help from every congressman saying, why did we do this? And they were talking about all the atrocities that were connected over there. And they said the only person that would help us was uh, Dennis Kucinich. Now, Dennis Kucinich, uh, well, it was okay when he asked for articles of impeachment on Bush. But when he went over the bounds and he asked for articles of impeachment on Obama, he also talked about these directed energy weapons. He was talking about space weapons. He was talking about all this stuff. And he went in and he actually tried to help what was going on in Libya. People don't realize what uh, Al-Qaeda did is when they went in there, they were, there was um, some congressman. He had a French name. He was out of D.C. He was a black guy. And he was looking out the Radisson in the window, and he was doing an uh, Alex Jones, I believe, interview at the time. And he was freaking out because they were killing everyone black they could find. Well, why, why were they doing that? Because when you look in East Africa, what it was is the Muslims, they had a slave trade going, taking on the blacks. And the blacks found it was safer to be there, especially if you were Christian. That was a big thing because if you were Christian, they had the right to do whatever they wanted to. And uh, so they found safety in Libya and they could earn a living if they fled Eastern Africa from the Muslims and they were able to get a good life in Libya. So um, people don't realize that what was going on there is the Catholic Church were running their hospitals in Libya. So there was one bishop of Benghazi and there was another one in Tripoli. 
So the bishop in Benghazi, when all this went down, he ended up disappearing. No one ever knew what happened to him. But the bishop of Tripoli, he was upset that all of a sudden all these people went in, and most of the um, nurses were from the Philippines. Well, these al-Qaeda troops went in and just wiped everybody out in the hospitals, and they were just killing everybody left, right, front, and center. And he was there as a witness that the, um, the U.S. brought these troops in. It was our vehicles and our um, amphibious landing equipment that brought in all these troops. So they were there as a witness that the U.S. were in charge of it, and that's where um, Clinton came in, and she was laughing. She goes, we came, we saw, he died, and she's laughing. Well, we brought him in. We brought in al-Qaeda, and uh, Moriarty was there. And then the bishop of Tripoli went in to the Vatican. He was screaming bloody murder about what happened. And the reason that he was so upset about all the blacks dying and they were being all decapitated was because the, the reason they were going after the black population is they were all Christian. That's usually how you could tell the, the difference between the Christian population and the Muslim population is most of the Libyan population are more of the Caucasian African and then most of the black African, they were, um, they were Christian. So the Muslim ones are more of the Caucasian that looked like uh, Gaddafi. And so they could kill the Christians more easily and more identifiable if they killed the blacks. Well, supposedly the death toll actually exceeded that of Rwanda. Whoa. I had no idea. I had no idea, Pam. This is the kicker on the whole thing. Is people, oh, years ago, you can look on this on YouTube, Wesley, uh, Wesley okay. Clark. He talks about 9-11, he goes, well, he was talking to some guy in the Pentagon after 9-11, he goes, well, he goes into one of his friends and he goes, so what are, what are we doing? What's it looking like? He goes, oh, it's bad, it's bad. Uh, sir, it's looking like we're, we're, we're going to war with Iraq. He's like, Iraq? Why are we going to war with Iraq? He goes, I don't know. <laughs> and he goes, whoa, I didn't know about this. He goes, I guess it's like, you know, if you got a, ha a nail, you just have a hammer and that's the only thing you know what to do. I have no idea what's going on. He goes, whoa. He goes, the following day, he went in again and asked, you know, what's going on? He goes, oh, it's even worse, sir. We're going to do seven countries in five years. Well, you look, he named every one of those countries. It's going to end up with Iran. Iran's the final one. He gives a list. Go into it. You can see it right on YouTube. Well, what's the key on that? There's a spiritual component on that. Supposedly Carthage, which is Tripoli in ancient times, supposedly that was a gate to hell. Every, every country that they are hitting, supposedly, in the spiritual aspect is a gate to hell. And there's this guy, Steve Quayle, that was talking about the reason that they went into Iraq is they were trying to get a stargate out of Babylon. That's the old Babylon is located in Iraq. Uh, let's see, Baghdad. I have heard that, actually. I've heard that. Yeah, well, anyway, he goes on there and he said they found the body of Gilgamesh and they're actually cloning it. He said he, he talked to a high-level general that claimed it. And you go on the BBC and, yeah, they, they talk about, yeah, we found the tomb of Gilgamesh. And it shows you right on there that they found it. You, you can find it right on uh, right on the internet. Go to BBC, and they found the tomb of Gilgamesh. And it turns out that they knew uh, the people who were talking about the museum that they went into. They knew exactly what they were looking for the moment they walked in. They were looking supposedly for very strategic things dealing with end time stuff that were opening gates of hell. They were supposedly stargates. They believed they had that. It sounds pretty crazy. But uh, why are there no yeah. places that just happen from antiquity be dealing with gates of hell? Is and this you know supposed to be taking these in? 
no big requirement hey. to open the gates. Spilling what is required? Blood. You gotta have incredible amounts of spilling of innocent blood. And do you spill it in front of their gate and hail and it up? They'll just naturally open. Well, it, it's the key to it. You, you gotta start it. Remember, uh, uh, Pike, Albert Pike talked about this in his letter to Manzini. And this actually was, they say, oh, that letter, and that wasn't true and whatever. Well, anyway, there was a cardinal, I believe it was Rodriguez out of Chile. In 1925, he wrote this book after reading that letter about the dangers of Freemasonry. And it talked about how to usher in um, the age of Lucifer. Two world wars had to start, and they had to come out of Germany. Well, supposedly gates 9 and 11 are in Germany. Number 11 deals with uh, the demon of mind control. And uh, this deals with Revelation 9-11, and what it talks about is opening the gates of hell. That's what they're trying to do now with specific areas. You find a lot of these areas are in the area where there's gates of hell and where these high-level um, facilities where they're eliminating people. They're, they're in areas where it's, it's gates of hell. They're, they're eliminating people supposedly trying to open these things. And I said, that's how much blood will have to be shed to usher in the age of Lucifer. Because the final war has to be between the Christians and the Muslims. The final third war. So they opened gates 9 and 11 in Germany to the first two world wars. Now they just have to open the final gates to wars between the Christians and the Muslims. And they're going to do something here to make everybody pissed off. We're all sudden we're going to go over there and we're going to want to kick ass. And when we go over there, boom, they're ready to take us out. Wow. This is awful. Oh, my God. You know, uh, everyone, <clears throat> you got to keep it real here. Uh, this, these people were just... Uh, just the tip of the iceberg of what most of us in this program are aware of. Uh, I'm asking do we have a skin color of a chance to win? Most of these people, most of the people you're talking to are already dead. They're already dead. They're already spiritually dead. There's almost nothing you can do with for them. thing is, is get yourself right. And it talks about, you know, they tried to take Christ and kill him a number of times. They walked right to the crowd in the midst of everything. And they said, because it was not his time. Well, you know what? You're seeing things, and you're doing things, and you're trying, and you're praying, and as it talks about in Jeremiah, the only people that God spares are those who are sighing and crying for the sins of the nation. Are you praying and atoning for all the nasty stuff that we're doing around the, around the world? I don't know. Are you telling everybody about what's going on? Well, if you are, you're probably a targeted individual. But our community is so infiltrated, they don't want people to know. We're already taken over. People don't aware it. It's not on the complete final level yet, but it's almost there. When you hear the, when you see the economic collapse happen, if it is this fall, and I pray it's not, I pray it's next year. But you know what? You, you can, for most people that you know in this world, you can measure their lifespan on a stopwatch. Wow. Wow. Um, you know, when, hey, they know your GPS, man. They know where you are at all we, times. At all times, guys. 
If anyone would like to chime on and elaborate, Kim has given us a lot of information, everyone. Um, again, like all my calls, it's not about positive or negative. I wasn't no, no, that's about positive or negative. Um, that's okay. It's, uh, it, no, Deb was, yeah. That's real. It's not a matter of positive or negative. Guys, it, we, you know, we, we can feel it from the other calls. Like, or they either don't, truly they don't know or they're lying to us. That's what, I, that's what I've always felt. They either innocently do not know or they're lying to us. We are in danger. Yeah. The thing about it is, it's a wonder you. If you're, you're huh? truly, if you're truly within God, you're not completely in danger. Mm-hmm. You hear all these things and they don't scare you. When I first ran into this, you have to go through the five stages of uh, grieve, grieving. First, where you start with denial and you go through your bargaining and you go through all of them until finally you hit acceptance. Well, the thing about it is, exactly. once you go through them, none of this scares you, and that's where it talks about the Psalms. Even in dire news, you do not fear. I'm at the point where I'm beyond fear of being in a, a targeted individual for so long. Nothing scares me. And I can only attribute it to God because I've heard some horrible, terrifying things that I'm not even going to talk about on here. They're even worse than this. And I'm just waiting for them to not, me out that I say it's true. You know, guys, it is, we are suffering. A lot of things are going down in this community, and that's what I would always keep saying it. When are we going to get some real podcast that's going to bring it, you guys, about what's really jumping off? You know what I'm saying? Do you know what I mean? That what you had for dinner is cool. Billboards are cool. But we got to get real. You know what I'm saying? It just is, and it's depressing. And it is darkness. The program is dark. But they are ready to go. Our, our caterpillars are here. Bible prophecy. We, um, they're just waiting. Am I taking Kim? They're waiting for the nod from the higher up to say go. Right. Uh, I, from what I understand, it's all dependent on uh, what's going on with Planet X. So if I were you, I'd be looking at Jeff P's channel on YouTube. That's Jeff. Jeff. As in Jam. P as in Edward. F as in Frank. And F as in Frank, and then a space, and the letter, letter P as in Peter. And watch what you can see about Planet X every day. I subscribe to his channel. He's also a fellow TI. A lot of these underground facilities, there's people like Russ Dizdar. And he talked about years ago where he said here that there were 20 million super soldiers here for the Dark Awakening. And I first heard about that, you know, I thought, you know, he's really doing himself a disservice, you know, exaggerating the numbers up high. After I've actually run into people who claim to be working with this stuff, and they're absolutely freaking terrified out of their mind, and then my other friend that was there to hear it, he ends up dead, and they almost kill me at the same time. People are repeating these stories or ending up dead. And then uh, this was on the Indian Reservation, and this one friend of Deb who knows about this stuff, he talks about he's going for sun dances in North and South Dakota. He goes, quite a few people are going missing. People are disappearing all over the place. People better realize that the rapture is if you get killed. That's why it says that's where the eagles are gathered. What are the eagles gathered for? To eat on dead bodies. They're a scavenger animal. 
That's why it also says, one will be taken, one will be left. One will be taken, one will be left. It's like, oh, we're going to be with God. Uh, possibly, but also God sends that, for the, like in Ezekiel, for people who don't follow him, he sends the punishment to take you out. For those who people have not fallen as well, because he doesn't have use for you anymore. That's why it also says, watch and pray lest you be taken. You don't want to be taken. Do you, do you think, for Bible prophecy, do you think we're going to survive this? Will we live? It talks about, in the end, I believe it's Isaiah 50, that the number of people that will survive will fit under the shade of an oak tree. How many do you think can fit? Okay, now if you do... Not many. 7.5 billion people on this planet. Okay, so if every person is a second, how long is that? Do you know how long one billion seconds are? Thirty-two and a half years. Uh, no. Thirty-three. Okay, one million seconds are eleven and a half days. So the difference between a million and a billion are quite a bit different. We're talking three zeros here. So you go from eleven and a half days to almost thirty-three years. From about 12 days to 33 years. Okay, so if you get everybody who's living on the planet right now, 7.5 billion people. Okay, 7.5 billion people. Uh, that's approximately a quarter of a millennia. That's approximately 250 years. Okay, so if you get somebody, let's say like 3,000 people are able to sit under an oak tree. Say that, under the shade of an oak tree. So let's put it that way. 3,000 people. Okay, so you're talking 10 minutes. So if you're looking at a quarter of a millennia, and you're looking maybe of 10 minutes of survivors, do you think, in reality, when you look at society as a whole, is there anyone better than you that is more worthy for that 10 minutes? I know tons of people more worthier than mine. I am. Tons. Takes me no, no time whatsoever to figure out I'm going to be dead. I'm going to try to make the best use of my time to see if I can save people. And people don't want to listen. The biggest thing that you can do to disrupt their system is wake other people up and slow down their system and drag their feet and not cooperate. My biggest thing to slow down their system was a 72-hour hold. And if we can stop the 72-hour hold and make people aware of what's going on, we can slow down their system dramatically. But the problem is, is people don't want to come together and say, hey, wait a minute, this is an issue. They want to go to the most brain-dead people on the freaking planet those going to the sports stadiums, which are slated to be the kill centers. You want to go to the most brain-dead people that there are. You don't want to go to the gun owners that are taking left, right, front, and center. But the people who know about what's going on now and make them wake up faster, those are the people that are afraid to uh, kind of wake up. They want those people taken in stealth, and then they can go after the general population with a bound. The only way that this system can be slowed down is to stop the 72-hour hold and make it aware. Because believe it or not, being a TI, you're on a kill program, and you're slated to be taken out weeks before this stuff happens. You may not, you most likely will not see martial law because you'll be taken out in some random act of violence, a heart attack, or an aneurysm before. That's why a lot of us are most likely seeing other targeting ramped up. Well, 
Wait a minute. If, what's the main purpose of taking us out before they before martial law? Maybe they don't understand that. Because it's, it's sheer numbers. Most of us are so debilitated, uh, there's probably not much we can do. The idea is, is if you can take a million people out before you, t you take out martial law, that's a million people that can slow down your processing center. It is numbers. Wow. So more than the, the TIs that are already killed. We're probably the most vocal that will cause them the most problems. Uh, well, when they descended upon us, they kind of, you know, uh, we couldn't get our rights and shit met, so we weren't able, you know what I mean, to do as much as half as much as what we really like to do, you know what I'm saying? It's, you know, I think of that Gerald Salenti guy, you know, I don't always buy everything he says, but he goes, you know, when people lose everything, they lose it. When you have nothing else to lose, you're ready to give all you got. They've taken everything from That's me, That's the man. truth. I believe that. You know what? I'm going to be screaming about this my last dying breath. I think of all the kids that they're stealing. You know, I don't know if that um, if that uh, Lieutenant SC or Greg Rinich, as he's called, uh, he was on Daniel Ott and all this other stuff. He claims to do this blackout in these underground facilities where I'm told that that's where these camps are. And I talked to one guy who said he knew of eight fully operational camps well over a year ago that he knew of, not that there weren't more, and they're all underground people. And he said that his CIA friend said, and this was back before 2012. He said over 12,000 children are being killed every single day in these facilities underground. And then he goes, after 2012, he said he was told the number is much higher. Well, that's kind of a weird story. But now all of a sudden, the people I ran into that claim that there's an underground facility under uh, Fargo, and then there was this uh, Cindy Cake courier or something, she had this channel and she was showing this map of this underground tunnel system and this underground tunnel system just happened to go under Fargo, North Dakota. And these people said there was an underground city there. And they said it had 900 satanic priests. Well, what's a priest do? She offers sacrifice. So when they said, when they were just like, I'm just like, well, you, you know, you, you got to tell people this. You can't remain quiet. You got to do what you can do. And they go, they're at the point, and they go, there's so much information out there. If people don't know it, it's because they're cursed by God, and they deserve to burn. And she goes, I, I've had enough of this. I've had enough of all these children dying. So I'm wondering if she knows something else that's going under, down under, this is under the city there because I don't know what's going on in the city there. I only know what she told me, and I don't know at all. So it sounds like a lot of kids are being killed. And she says she's praying for everything to burn. She goes, she's sick and tired of this, and she's sick and tired of people whining and crying about their own lives when people are suffering everywhere. And this is what it talks about in the Bible. Because you have not taken care of the widow and the orphan in the time of your distress when you call unto me, I will not hear your cry. People are dying around us, homeless people, everybody's dying every day, and everybody's going, oh, they hit my face. Really? How about the people who just got their head cut off? You know, I've had a bad, I've had a lot of rotten things happen to me, but I know every single day when I get up, well, how I look at it as positive, you know, how dare I think I have a bad day when somebody I know had a far worse day. Deb talks about all the kids that were taken and uh, they were raped and tortured and chopped up and fed to German or um, 
uh, St. Bernard's, and these are the police force doing it. With clergy, mind you, and uh, all of a sudden I'm going to complain about, oh, they hit me in the back, oh, they hit me in the eye, oh, 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 my chips are going up. I'm going to feel bad compared to that. I better shut the hell up. I'm sick to death with all these whiny TIs when they don't see how bad it is and they don't realize how bad it's going to get. A lot of us, are, uh, you know, a lot of people think that they want uh, everlasting life. And you go to this guy, Wodum, on YouTube, and they ended up marrying the guy. And the guy claimed to know Ray Kurzweil. He knew the Bushes. He knew all these people. He was very high left. And he said part of their transhumanism is, is they're taking organs from people who don't want them taken. Look at his thing where he talks about Mandela effect. Uh, Tesla was right. He talks about them taking organs from people who don't want to take them. He goes, that's your transhumanism. A lot of us, if you're RH negative or you're black, not all of you, but a lot of them, you're slated for organ harvesting for these people who think they're going to be living underground for eternity. Better get right with God, people. I suppose there's no one left on your call. I'm sorry. No, it's kind of, it, everyone's kind of like, I think you have our attention, Kim. Dark or not, the, the program, everyone, it is darkness. It is. You know, does, would anybody there's else like to know? There's always, yes, always hope in God. And faith, yeah. How dark for me. It looks like they were going to take my heart. It looks like it was at the very end, and nobody would have ever known. And I walked through. With God, everything is possible, but you better acknowledge that he is God. And just because you think that, oh, if God, if God was really there, why is all this happening? Well, that's because most of these Protestant books threw the book of wisdom out and explains at the end of chapter 2, God didn't bring sin into the world. Man brought sin into the world. All this evil was brought in because you allowed Satan in, and that's what happened. And then you made that his territory. You didn't want me. You didn't want my ways, and that's why all this bad stuff happens to you. So you're going to keep having bad things happen to you, but God will pull you through. This where it talks about Christ saying, you know, in this life, your life will be sorrowful. Because he who does not embrace his cross every day and follow me is not worthy of my kingdom. Yeah, you're going to have horrible things happen, but you keep walking through. I am surprised how many death attempts that I have survived. It's astonishing. There's no way that God isn't involved with my life. Impossible. Even no, even all these people around me, they can't believe that I'm still alive. And I don't believe that I'm unusual. No. Um. It's God, the power of God, actually. But they, um, we as a group, as a community and stuff, we don't um, call on his name enough. You know what I'm saying? The war. The way there's only one We're name. We're in the spiritual war. There's only one name. People you don't know, like it. I got to tell you, I didn't believe it myself. No, they don't want to believe it. Wow. No, no, I don't want to in the call. We're just we're getting real. And everyone, um, you, Kim, thank you for uh, all what you provided. 
uh, lots of, as usual, lots of information. In fact, does anyone have any questions or comments? Kim put out a lot of information. There's things. Uh, I think the calls are open. If not, you can just go ahead and start, too. I can see you. We have a very small call, you know what I mean, the, you know, uh, <clears throat> perped into ruination, but uh, it's all good because if I'm meant to rise, God will let me rise. We're still bringing good information, and I will continue as much as possible because we're not getting truth on these calls. They, I, I guess in a lot of ways after this evening, a lot of things we just heard, everyone. I guess it's not in there, in most opinions, positive. But we are, they also destroy us. So do you think all this such with even interviews about our plight with the media is it just also a waste of time as well? Taking our time away? I'm sorry, I didn't understand any of that. It all came garbled on my end. Uh, does you think any point of activism is it all in vain? Is it all one way or the other? Just to it'll be a waiting game? No, like I said, I'm trying to get people to call call the bishop's office, trying to make it aware that, you know, the reason I'm doing the bishop's office is because the church and the state are working together. If you look at the Franklin scandal, it was the church working with the state. It was Boys Town that were supplying the White House and Bohemian Grove with kids. And then according to David Shooter, one of the guys that was involved with it was Warren Buffett. She got massive money behind this. He signed money, he's asking for investigations. He said he was involved with underground facilities and things like that. He's trying to get his stuff out of his channel. I haven't seen it quite a while because, you know, all my computers get destroyed. You look at this, all of a sudden that pretty much got shut down. You're looking at the scandal that's going on in the church right now. New York is going down. Um, they submitted, uh, asked for all the records for New York, for Vermont. I believe the D.C. area, um, Illinois is known for being really bad, particularly in Chicago. Uh, I'm hearing Missouri. Um, what was the uh, what were the other states? Uh, Nebraska was one. And this guy comes on Omaha, Nebraska, where all these boys town that nasty stuff happens. And he's also affiliated with uh, uh, medical. Comes from a medical background. And who put this guy in office was Francis. Now, you look at Francis in the prophecies of St. Malachi, this last guy, Francis, doesn't have a number. Supposedly, this is where um, St. Francis said, in the end, God will send a destroyer. There will be an uncanonically elected pope sent to destroy the church because God's angry. And you look at the number and the person who it fits this guy right now. And supposedly, there's a number of people who said that he was not canonically elected. And there was this guy, um, McCarrick, I believe the guy is. McCarrick or Wuerl, I can't remember. They're both in a lot of trouble. Um, they went in and Benedict censored them, which basically means you hold the office, but you're not allowed to do anything. You're not allowed to vote. You're not allowed to say anything. You're just sitting there, and you stay quiet and sit in the corner until your time is done, and then uh, you just disappear. Well, lo and behold, when the next election came up, uh, this guy uh, ends up going to the Vatican. He's telling everybody to vote for Francis. And since Francis got in office, get a load of this. This guy gets reinstituted uh, re and all of a sudden becomes cardinal. 
Wow. Isn't that amazing? It is. So you're looking at all these guys are looking at 11 of them being taken out. Apparently, Benedict was trying to stop this. Francis put in all the people that Benedict was trying to shut down. And now it, this, this guy, Father Ramsey, blew the lid off saying, hey, all this stuff is going on. And he was the one who was the whistleblower in the beginning about what's going on. And he's in hiding right now because supposedly the Vatican's out trying to kill him. Well, now all of a sudden it blew up so much that um, Francis tried to poo-poo it and stall for time, and now all of a sudden he couldn't stall for time anymore. And so they're talking about 11 of these guys possibly being removed. So that's nerve-wracking about that. He can bring 11 worse people in, and possibly one of the people, because anyone who disagrees with them, he just gets rid of them. They're thrown out of office which is unheard of in, in the Vatican's history where all of a sudden if you have a bishop who just disagrees with you, you throw him out. He's doing that and he's replacing him with all his own bishops. So now all of a sudden you can get people, uh, this guy who looks like he's kind of a bad guy, this Fulda, who's um, in this area of Fargo where people are being taken, they're being forcibly chipped, and it looks like they're being used for organ harvesting with TIs. And it looks like one-third to one-half of this, and that's why he's trying to get people to call Fulda. Because apparently a lot of the stuff is working hand-in-hand, the church working with the state. So now the state is going in and they're looking after the church. Well, how how honest do you think that's going to be? When millions of kids go missing every year through the state, do you think they're going to be really concerned? So they're going to show the, the church for the amount of people, which probably is pretty bad about what's going on with the church scandal, but then we'll be talking about the millions that disappear through their underground facilities. So everybody is going to be standing, looking at what the church is doing, and meanwhile they're going to get along mad with uh, what was going on, the reason they killed Senator uh, Schaefer, that gal from uh, Georgia that was trying to uncover all the kids disappearing through um, CPS. So while they're showing you one thing, they're going to take over another thing. And what we want to do is we want to expose this guy, Fulda, for not ask, answering any questions, for stalling, uh, letting them take Christians, saying that uh, Christianity is basically now a mental illness, forcibly chipping people, which many people think that uh, the RFID chip is the mark of the beast. Well, if you're a real bishop and you really care about people, you know, wouldn't you care about that? Wouldn't you care about that people's kids are being stolen in those places? Don't you care about Grand Forks? It's looking like uh, one area of your diocese that trafficking kids is being done by the police. Don't you have anything to say about this? You know, are you with these, all these pedophiles? I mean, that is your area that you're from. What if this guy ends up be moving up in the ranks because the previous guy is looking like Fargo is a farm team for um, Denver in the future? As we know, Denver, that's supposedly where the uh, continuity of government is, where supposedly the secret underground Rex 87, I believe it is, or Rex 84, whatever it was. That came out in congressional hearings under Ollie North, where that was like the secret government area during the um, Reagan administration. Oh, my gosh. I'm I'm saying people get up in arms and actually do something, but I'm not saying get out on the street and protest because they got white buses ready to take you to the facilities and you're disappearing, and that's what happened to Deb Shrine, who's dealing with the... um, with the Standing Rock thing where they were protesting the government going in there and taking over the um, water rights that Trump pushed through. Trump allowed them to take over the water. So they put that pipeline through, and then the people who protested for them, all of a sudden they got picked up, and nobody knows what ever happened to them. A lot of, a lot of those protesters just disappeared. 
No one knows what happened to him. If complete, they consider us to the state. The state considers us dissident if you're out to protest and complain. This is, the, this is like ancient Rome. This is, they're not doing it. And there's nothing new under the sun. There's nothing new. I'm it's saying just repeated. We, we, yeah. how, it's going to be the church in the end working with the state. And we've got to expose the dirty clergy as well as the dirty politicians. And so you get, because look into it. It's a clergy response team. Uh, I believe it was Pastor Butch Paw that exposed them that they were working with the Department of Homeland Security already to put people, you know, in their place. Like, don't worry, let's just get along with the government. Let's just deal with things. They got people to turn in their guns in um, New Orleans. You know, they're going to tell you to take the vaccines. They're going to tell you to do anything they want. You know, this stuff is going down. Uh, they're they're in the clergy. You look at uh, Fritz Springmeier. He said the number one profession of mind control is the clergy. MK Ultra, that's their number one prese- uh, profession, clergy. I didn't know. Well, uh, that's, that's what I didn't know. Uh, we're getting ready. It's a little after ten, though, Kim. I'm going to make sure anyone has any other questions or not. Um, gonna, we're going to get ready to wind down here, guys. Uh, does anyone yeah, have sorry, any questions or comments? No, don't worry about it. We're going, but we're getting ready to uh, wind down, though. And a lot has been said. It's open call tonight. Does anyone have any questions or comments? Go ahead and star two. Um, and with that, everyone, if not, we're going to go ahead and and close it out. Uh, we have a lot going on, and there's a lot to absorb. That's the good way to say it. Uh, on the 19th, I hope to have a speaker, uh, and she doesn't mind, uh, you know, saying her name. Uh, the writer Janet Flagan, and if she's feeling better, we'll have her on Wednesday night, and that should be a terrific show. Uh, she'd like very much a lot of people to join in if they can. She has a lot of information to give us uh, about uh, a type of trust. Uh, uh, parentorship uh, dealing with elderly and how they're able to go into families and or with the help of a family member actually and embezzle a lot of money. If any of you read her book, ebook called Exile, that's on that. And again, Janet Flaken. Um, you know, she wants people to uh, know about that. She sounds really pretty good. So, um, with that, everyone, there's a lot of information we learned. Um, let's go ahead and just shut the mic down. And uh, the positive part, we're here now. We can still think, mobilize. They're here. Let's get real. Uh, a lot of information Kim did give us. Do your research. Learn. And I'll, that, I'll see everyone Wednesday. Be right as rain, everyone. Good night.
take it home. I'm going to call you and tell you how much I love you. Oh, I feel so good. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.